Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. Well, Halloween is over, and that can only mean one thing. It's Christmas! (laughs) Oh, but there's a hiccup. So it turns out Christmas is uh, just a few weeks away, uh, about six or seven. It's currently uh, November 3rd at the time of the recording of this podcast, which will broadcast um, in a couple days from now. And uh, people are starting to hear issues surrounding this global supply chain kind of affecting things in the near future. And it might just cause uh, Santa Claus's sleigh to be kind of broken in 2021. So in today's episode for Chimneystable.com podcast, I'm going to talk about how Santa's sleigh is broken. That is, why the global supply chain is messed up. And uh, what we can do about celebrating Christmas if, if, if we can't get all of our stuff. Uh, but before I do, I'm going to play this funny little clip just to set the mood from Elf. In which uh, Buddy the Elf discovers Santa's sleigh broken down in Central Park in New York. Santa! Back off, Slick. Scare the deer. Buddy, is that you? Are you okay? Boy, am I glad to see you. The clausometer suddenly just dropped down to zero. There's just no Christmas spirit anymore. The strain was too much. The engine broke free of her mounts. I need an elf's help. I, I'm not an elf, Santa. I... I can't do anything right. Buddy, you're more of an elf than anyone I ever met. And the only one who I would want working on my sleigh tonight. Really? Really? Will you fix it for me, buddy? I'll try. Papa taught me how. You gotta find it first. It dropped off the sleigh back over there a ways. The engine. The engine. Go, buddy. Go, Mr. Elf. So why is it that we're risking Santa's little sleigh being broken down in Central Park (laughs) this year? Why why is the clausometer broken? Why are kids not going to get their Christmas presents? If you haven't already started shopping for Christmas yet, you may want to do so as soon as possible, especially if you have to order something online. I know personally speaking, I just ordered two hockey jerseys at the end of... Uh, September and it's seven weeks later and I just got the first one and I'm still waiting on the second Um, so I don't know if that particularly was a supply chain issue or if it was just the fact that the start of hockey season uh, just fired up and uh, you know maybe there's a backlog of jersey orders but I have never had problems ordering jerseys in the past and, and having to wait more than like two weeks to get a jersey, they're, they're usually pretty easy to come by. 
Um, yet here we are, you know, first week of November and a product that I just ordered six or seven weeks ago, I just finally got. So if you do the math, if, if you're not doing your Christmas shopping online already, you may be possibly pushing up against uh, some potential issues should there uh, be a shortage or two of some of the items that you want to order and you wait to the last minute to order them. I would not recommend waiting to the last minute to order Christmas. But you know, I can understand that, uh, especially if you're a little financially strapped and usually you don't have a lot of money for Christmas and or your, your Christmas savings account's not full until, you know, just a few weeks up before Christmas. This may put you in a pickle. Um, but, you know, we're going to talk about on today's podcast not only why this global supply chain is all backed up, but I'm going to give you some practical suggestions uh, as to what you can do to better celebrate Christmas this year that doesn't rely on uh, a whole heck of a lot of stuff and, and maybe some things that you can even do in lieu of uh, stuff when it comes to celebrating the sweet little baby Jesus tucked away in a manger. Uh, so the first thing I want to do, though, before we get into that, I want to read this brief part of an article from Forbes. Um, I have a link to it in the show notes at jimmystable.com for episode 125. If you go there, you'll find episode 125. You'll find the show notes, and you'll see a link to the Forbes article that details everything in, in, in full. However, I just want to read this top little couple paragraphs from the article that explains why is it that we're kind of having this supply chain issue? Why is there a delay in goods being purchased from all over the country? And is it as simple as just say, ah, it's Donald Trump's fault or ah, it's Joe Biden's fault? Because I know a lot of you out there want to blame one or the other. Not too many of you want to blame both, but... <laughs> there's really a lot of complicated issues. And, you know, you can live in the uh, let's go Brandon world all you want and just blame uh, Biden or you can just go ahead and, and scoff and say it was Trump's fault. But uh, the truth is it's a little more complicated. Um, so, again, this article from Forbes, I'd just like to read the first couple paragraphs. The article on Forbes.com is written by Garth Friesen called No End in Sight for the COVID-Led Global Supply Chain Disruption. Quote, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, so the saying goes. And when it comes to the current state of global supply chain, weaknesses everywhere. Massive dislocations are present in the container market, shipping routes, ports, air cargo, trucking lines, railways, and even warehouses. The result has created shortages of key manufacturing components, order backlogs, delivery delays, and a spike in transportation costs and consumer prices. Unless this situation is resolved soon, the consequences for the global economy may be dire. So what created this logistical nightmare and when will it be normalized? Stress in the supply chain predates COVID. Trade tensions, particularly between the U.S. and China, escalated under President Trump with the introduction of unprecedented tariffs and sanctions of Chinese companies. Beijing retaliated, targeting U.S. agricultural exports. This created volatility in supply and demand as companies on both sides of the globe rushed to stock inventories ahead of the implementation of tariffs. The unexpected shift in trade put the initial stress on global logistics. Then came COVID. During the first half of 2020, demand for most goods cratered as economies worldwide went into lockdown. Sailings by ocean carriers were canceled. 
manufacturing capacity was cut, and workers everywhere were displaced. But, beginning in the current summer of 2020, thanks to massive fiscal stimulus, imports to the U.S. surged. Consumers flooded online retailers with new orders, manufacturing restarted, and the international trade resumed. The global economic machine was back on. However, by late 2020, real cracks in supply and chains started to emerge. From a logistics perspective, restarting the manufacturing machine after the lockdown turned out to be quite difficult. The complex system that moves raw materials and finished products around the globe requires predictability and precision. Both had been lost. A shortage of shipping containers emerged. Shipping rates for certain routes skyrocketed. Congestion developed as international ports that then spread to railroads and inland rail terminals, exasperating the trucking and chassis shortage that was already in the place. U.S. importers experienced delays in receiving key manufacturing components, and exporters faced challenges accessing containers and getting bookings on shipping vessels. The chain had broken. As the holiday season approaches, the logistics industry is bracing for another jump in demand that could further cripple the supply chain. Every link in the chain needs to operate effectively to restore order in the system, yet each component has its unique challenges to overcome. And then the article goes to detail issues surrounding container prices that are soaring, how shipping costs are skyrocketing, how ports, um, though are productive, they are struggling to keep up with demand, uh, and then truck driver shortage issues and railroad issues and uh, air cargo not being a solution and, and warehouse capacity uh, being issues. So I would highly encourage you to go read the full article if you want a, a fuller understanding. Um, you can find similar articles elsewhere on places like CNBC, which I have also linked to in the show notes at jimmystable.com. So with that said, you know, that's basically the gist of why we're kind of experiencing the bottleneck we are right now. That's why people are having a hard time buying cars um, because of the semiconductor issues. And that's why you're going to have a, that's why you have all those boats floating out in the middle of the ocean between here and China and Japan um, because of all these issues that are just creating these massive bottlenecks that are making it really, really hard. Um, to, you know, get everything over here. You know, it's one thing for us to just turn the switch off when it came to COVID. Turning the switch on, the turning the switch off was pretty easy. Um, they were able to do that very, very quickly. They just canceled everything across the board. But it turns out, turning things back on, a little more difficult. It takes a little bit more to get that engine revved up and roaring and ready uh, and, and functioning on everything that's necessary uh, in order to make the supply chain function. Um, especially with, uh, if you'd know a thing or two about how all that works, and I don't claim to be an expert in it, but I've read other elsewhere, you know, the supply chain is an issue with um, products and goods and services being delivered at the absolute last minute um, so that they don't just have things stuck on shelves somewhere forever. Um, in order so retailers can just quickly move items and don't just have a backlog of inventory of unsold goods and products on sitting on shelves. They try to pretty much order things as they need them so that they're there just when, in the nick of time for you to buy them. 
Um, and as it turns out, if you turn the switch off for all that, well, all of a sudden getting everything there just in the nick of time becomes pretty difficult. So with that said, that's kind of the issue at hand. This is why we're experiencing the supply chain shortages. And it doesn't look like there's an easy solution to this problem. Um, it's not like Joe Biden can just, you know, snap his fingers and just make everything better. Um, you know, you have an international issue that's impacting the entire globe. It's not just a U.S. issue. It's not just a China issue. Um, and it's something that's impacting everybody everywhere. Um, so with that said, though, what are some alternatives of, of how you can make this Christmas season coming up rich, especially if the material aspect of the Christmas season holiday or holiday season is uh, maybe not as materialistically pleasing as you would like. Um, what are some things that you and your family could possibly do this Christmas um, in order to, you know, maybe get around uh, not being able to have as many presents under the tree? Well, first and foremost, tip number one, you could actually go to church. You could actually choose to make Christmas about Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus, right? <laughs> you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. And, you know, we say that and it's nice and cliche. Well, maybe this year we can actually uh, act like it. You know, maybe we can, you know, take time, go to church, go to the extra services that are at church. Uh, maybe we can make it a point to listen to more Christmas music. Maybe we can sit down with our families and read the gospel together. Or maybe if you want to get kind of cute and, you know, especially to do something that's especially uh, meaningful for children, because we know how meaningful Christmas season can be for children. Maybe you could even do something like bake a birthday cake for the baby Jesus or... You know, maybe if you're in an area that you can, uh, maybe you can go some, buy some fireworks and shoot off some fireworks in the name of Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to see that on Christmas morning. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, just uh, away in a manger where sweet baby Jesus lay, and all of a sudden, the sky is just bursting with explosions in color. Um, you know, we have to be careful not to shoot uh, Santa and his reindeer out of the sky in the process. Um, but hey, everybody's going to be up early, so why not be up early shooting off fireworks on, on Christmas morning, all in order to celebrate the birth of Christ. If Jesus' birth could be announced from angels on high, um, then maybe, you know, some explosive powder in the air uh, might not make a bad substitute for some angelic beings. Number two. You could just choose to spend more time with family and you could try to do new traditions and create new activities and festivities that you guys can just do as a family. Maybe you could even do something crazy like go Christmas caroling um, and uh, go sing about the baby Jesus to your next door neighbors. Now, I might be tempted to go sing about the baby Jesus to my next door neighbors, but being that I'm told that I have a song in my heart that's better off staying in my heart. And, and for those of you who've been longtime listeners of the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast, you know what it is for me to sing a thing or two. <laughs> I played my drums for him. Ba -rum -ba -bum -bum. 
Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> who, who beats drums for the baby Jesus? Why would you beat drums around a newborn baby? That is not a good idea. Anyway, uh, so spend more time with the family. Come up with some new family traditions. Um, you know, stick around for some classic family traditions. Um, you know, but whatever you can, just make sure you spend more time with the people you love. Um, come Christmas. Tip number three, bake some extra stuff. Bake some extra cookies and cakes, even fruit cakes. And I know fruit cakes get a lot of hate, but you know, I like fruit cakes. I'm just saying. Uh, so bake some extra Christmas cookies this year and, and some fruit cakes and, and Christmas wreaths and whatever else you got. Um, and, and make it an opportunity to say, hey, if I can't give gifts to people, man, I can do the next best thing and I, I can fatten them up. Uh, and uh, this might be a year to, uh, you know, help fatten people up. I know everybody just getting over the COVID-19 pounds that they added on uh, the prior year. But, you know, you, you can fill them back out just a little bit. I know some people lost some weight and, and, and they're, you know, feeling all slim and trim and, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, their metabolism's burning a little higher. So why not give a, reward their metabolism with some cookies? <laughs> all right. Uh, tip number four. Find a way to better serve your community. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there in need at this time of year. Um, and, uh, you know, I know this is something that a lot of people are already mindful of, um, come Christmas time, but, uh, you know, look at this better as an opportunity to better serve your community or, or if you can't really find a volunteer opportunity or you just don't have the time to do a volunteer opportunity, you know, consider making an extra special donation to your favorite charity, um, your favorite community organization that, you know, helps those um, who are in need um, at this holiday season. So look at better ways to serve your community. Tip number five, adopt a single person, invite them to participate in your holiday festivities. And I say this as a newly minted single person. Um, for those of you who've been listening to the Jimmy's Table Bot, uh, Jimmy's Table.com podcast for a while, um, you know, uh, in recent months that I have, uh, gone through a divorce, um, separated from my wife. Um, and you know, this is going to be my first Christmas in a long time in which, uh, you know, I'm, uh, not married. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of other people out there like me who are single. Thankfully, my, my family is going to be all around me, so you don't necessarily need to try to adopt me, but if you, know, I'm not, I, if, if you want to try to adopt me, I'm, I'm open for the adoption. Um, but you know, find somebody who's single, or maybe somebody who's a widow, um, somebody who's alone, somebody who doesn't really have anybody, um, or if somebody's maybe just, maybe they are, aren't single, or maybe they're not uh, alone, but maybe they just, for whatever reason, can't get back to their family or participate with their family in Christmas this year. You know, think about such people. Put those people on your hearts and your minds and invite them over to your house, whether it is to do some sort of Christmas festivities like decorating their tree or go over to their house and ask them if, you, if they'd like some help decorating the tree and you can blast your favorite Mariah Carey music or whatever you listen to when you're decorating your Christmas tree this year. Um, and, you know, 
participate with that individual in your holiday festivities or theirs, um, and just find some sort of way to incorporate them into the celebration of the birth of Christ. Uh, because I will say, you know, holidays are tricky times for people, and they're even trickier and harder on people when they're alone. If you can reach out to somebody who might feel a little left out or just might be celebrating alone or something like that, you know, I think that can really go a long way into to helping uh, people through this, this what can otherwise be a difficult and hard time of year. Tip number six, watch the Christmas movies you haven't seen yet. Don't just stick to your favorites. Uh, there's a lot of really good Christmas movies out there. And, and yes, we can stick to movies like Die Hard or we can stick to Christmas Story or Miracle on 34th Street or any Ernest Saves Christmas or, you know, any of our other otherwise favorite Christmas movies. Um, see if you can't incorporate um, some new ones out there. There are some pretty good new ones out there um, that I highly recommend. Uh, one of my personal favorites that's... Uh, Something I've started watching in the last couple of years. It's on Netflix. It's an animated Christmas movie. Stick drawn characters and all. Simply called Klaus. So I highly recommend you check out Klaus if you haven't done so. I think it will become one of your new favorites for the holiday season. And I'm sure Netflix won't let us down and they'll probably have... Uh, some new Christmas movies coming out just like they had the last several years. They've been really trying to step up on that. Uh, but, you know, watch some new Christmas movies. You might just be surprised. And uh, you might find some stuff that just makes your holiday a little bit brighter as a result. And finally, tip number seven of something you can do besides indulge in a materialistic Christmas. Uh, this is something I've actually seen uh, a family I know who instead of actually doing Christmas presents every year, they take a Christmas vacation every year. And no, not necessarily uh, Chevy Chase style. <laughs> and not necessarily Home Alone style. But if that's your jam and you're like Kevin McAllister's dad who can afford to fly his family and 11 people over to France for Christmas, uh, or whatever the number of people was, uh, you know, hey, you know, knock yourself out. But consider maybe instead of trying to put presents under the tree this year, book a flight, book a cruise. There, there might still actually be some cruises. Go, go spend Christmas down in the Bahamas or at Cancun or out in Hawaii or, you know, someplace like that. Maybe something with a little bit more of a tropical climate just to, or just to have something a little different. Either way, I think you'll find that... Uh, if you do it this year, that could be more rewarding and memorable than any of the gifts that you may or may not be able to put under the tree this year, especially knowing that uh, a lot of those gifts may be delayed. And, and let's just be real. It's, it's happened to me before, and I'm sure it's happened to you. But getting somebody's Christmas gift late and then not being able to give it to them for a couple more weeks after Christmas, it just feels kind of weird. Um, and it just doesn't seem as like, oh man, amazing, happy, merry Christmas, baby Jesus, when you get a Christmas gift on February 14th. <laughs> ah, so everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, episode 125, Santa Slay is Broken Down and What We Can Do About It at the jimmystable.com podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, 
I'd love to hear from you. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com, or you can reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter, for which there are uh, links to my Facebook and Twitter pages on jimmystable.com website. Um, And if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to, you know, maybe try to help somebody else think about what they can do to better celebrate Christmas this year and maybe to help understand the global supply chain issue and why Santa's sleigh doesn't quite work right, you know, share this podcast with somebody else. Share it with somebody on Facebook. Share it with somebody on Twitter. Send them an email or text message and say, hey, you got to listen to this podcast. It's awesome. And in fact, it's so awesome when you're done. You're going to want to leave a review, a five-star review, wherever you can leave five-star reviews for the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast, such as at Apple. So that way, next time somebody's coming across this podcast and says, hey, should I listen to this guy I've never heard of before talk about whatever topic he's talking about, they're going to look at the reviews and think, bless God, I'm at the right place. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy'sTable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all. <laughs>